0: the plague of locusts come and they cover everything. They're eating the, the vegetation and it's a lot that's happening. And verse seven, it says, the then Pharaoh's servant said to him, how long shall this man be a snare to us? Let the men go that they may serve the Lord, their God. Do you not yet know that Egypt is destroyed? So he's like, listen, let them go. They're saying, let them go. We cannot take any more. And so Moses and Aaron, they go back to Pharaoh. He says to them, okay, go serve the Lord, your God. Who are the ones that are going? So he tried to compromise with him before, and now he's the point. Okay, I'll let you go, but who is going? And Moses says, We will go with our young and our old, with our sons and our daughters, with our flocks and our herds, we will go, for we must hold a feast to the Lord. Moses is saying, We are taking everybody. We are taking everything. Pharaoh is trying to bargain with God, with God and he's trying to bargain my Moses, because he wants to let some go, but he wants the women and the children to be kept home, basically as hostages. And he's trying to find a way that he can get reprieved from the plagues, but not give in and allow his pride to be hurt. And it tells us in the scripture how bad this plague was with the, the, the locusts. The, the land was darkened, and they ate of every herb of the land and all the fruit of the trees which the hail had left. So what wasn't destroyed by the first plague was now destroyed by this plague with the locust. It says for us in verse 20 that the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. God is in this. He wants to get to a point where his glory is seen in such a way that there is a record of what he is able to do. And as I continue to share what happens, you will see that why it's necessary that the Israelites had this sign and the Egyptians saw who this God was because he, listen, he was greater than every God that they, that they serve every pagan God. Um, and he was bigger than any system, any sacrificial system that they had participated in. He was able, through these plagues, to stop the whole worship system of the Egyptian gods um, with the lice and the locusts and all of these things. God was showing his power. As he had revealed to Moses his name, he was revealing his character and his ability through these plagues. Pharaoh promises to let Israel go, but changes his mind. His heart is hardened. So we move on to the ninth plague, which is darkness without warning. This time Moses stretches out his hand um, towards heaven by the instruction of the Lord and a thick darkness covers all of Egypt for three days. And it says the people didn't even see one another, nor did anyone rise from their place for three days, but the children of Israel have light. Can you imagine what that looked like? All of of the the land is dark and there's one part of it that the light's just shining and beaming down on. The children of Israel have light. And so then Pharaoh calls to Moses and said, Go serve the Lord. Only let your flocks and your herds be kept back. Let your little ones also go with you. So he wanted them to go first. But do the sacrifice in the land, and then he changed so they can go, but don't go very far. And then he continues to change. And then the last one he said to them was, You go, but leave the woman and the children behind. And now he's saying, Go, take the woman and children, but leave your herds and leave your flocks. But Moses had already told him, We're taking everybody and we're taking everything. But once again, we read in the scripture, The Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he would not let them go. Just imagine. If you could get a glimpse into some of the things that you have walked through, some of the challenges that you have faced. And if you realize that sometimes God was at work allowing the difficulty to come so that he could get a certain message across about who he is and what he wants to do in and through your life. And so position you for you to have more of his glory and more of his favor. Could you imagine that? Pharaoh's heart is hardened still. And in verse 28, he says to them, get away from me. Take heed to yourself and see my face no more. For in the day you shall see my face, you should die. Pharaoh says this to Moses and we're going to see how that comes to pass. Because there's one more plague and this one will be the worst of all of them. Not only was the livestock destroyed and the vegetation destroyed and the land in a mess, but now there's going to be the death of the firstborn. And in the chap in chapter 11 it is announced. The firstborn of all the people and all the cattle in Egypt will die. But through the workings of God and the instructions that he gives to Moses, Israel will be spared. So I want to read to you from chapter 11 a few verses for you to understand the instruction that the Lord spoke. Speak now in the hearing of the people and let every man ask from his neighbor and every woman from her neighbor articles of silver and articles of gold. And the Lord gave the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians. Moreover, the man Moses was very great in the land of Egypt, in the sight of Pharaoh's servants and in the sight of the people. So he gives an instruction for them to, to take silver and gold from the neighbors. And you can tell the people are going to do it because of what they've seen and also because of Moses and what, and how they view Moses. Verse four, then Moses said, thus says the Lord about midnight, I will go out into the midst of Egypt and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die from the firstborn of Pharaoh who sits on his throne, even to the firstborn of the female servant who is behind the handmill. and all the firstborn of the animals. Then there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as was not like it before, nor shall it be like it again. But against none of the children of Israel shall a dog move its tongue, against man or beast, that you may know that the Lord does make a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. But the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh will not heed you so that my wonders may be multiplied in the land of Egypt. So Moses and Aaron did all these wonders before Pharaoh and the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart and he did not let the children of Israel go out of his land. So we're seeing Moses, the instructions from the Lord and what is going to happen, why it is happening the way that it is. So after he announced this um, final plague, which we're going into number 10, which is the death of the firstborn, Moses receives instructions from the Lord about the Passover. We're moving over into chapter 12 and let me read to you what he says. Now the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron in the land of Egypt saying, this month shall be your beginnings of month. It shall be the first month of the year to you, speak to all the congregation of Israel, saying: On the tenth of the month, every man shall take for himself a lamb, according to the house of his father, a lamb for a household. I'm going to jump down a little bit, and verse five says, "Your your lamb shall be without blemish." A male of the first year, you may take it from the sheep or from the goats. Now you shall keep it until the fourteenth day of the same month. Then the whole assembly of the congregation of Israel shall kill it at twilight. And they shall take some of the blood and put it on the two doorposts and on the lintel of the house where they eat it. Then they shall eat the flesh on the night roasted in fire with unleavened bread and with bitter herbs they shall eat it. Do not eat it raw nor boiled, boiled it all with water, but roasted in fire its head with its legs and entrails. You shall let none of it remain until morning, and what remains of it until morning you shall burn with fire. And thus you shall eat it with a belt on your waist, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand." So you shall eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. For I will pass through the land of Egypt on that night and will strike all the firstborn in the land of Egypt, both man and beast, and execute all the gods of Egypt. And against all the gods of Egypt, I will execute judgment. I am the Lord. Now the blood shall be a sign for you on the houses where you are. And when I see the blood, I will pass over you and the plague shall not be on you to destroy you when I strike the land of Egypt. So God gives his instruction about the Passover and what they're supposed to do. And also that this deliverance from Egypt is so significant for them that there is basically starting life anew for them, a new calendar. Everything is going to be new. As they put the blood on the doorpost and the lintel of the house, death will pass them and they will be spared. He is bringing them out according to the covenant that he gave to them. And in this first Passover, they use unleavened bread and that was a practical necessity because they were going to leave Egypt in such a hurry that there would have been no time for the dough to rise. And this would be a memorial for them, a testimony for them, and it would be not only for them, but for all their generations. So as these instructions come, Moses leads the way, then the elders, as they obey, then the people will obey, and um, they all the people will be positioned for their deliverance. So when they receive these instructions, they, they hear what Moses is saying, what the Lord has said to Moses, they bow their heads, they worship, and they go away from that um, audience and they do exactly what the Lord has instructed them to do. What Aaron and Moses have said, they do that. So let me read to you verse 30 to 31, and you can get an idea of what happened. It says So Pharaoh rose in the night, he and all his servants and all the Egyptians, and there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house where there was not one dead. Then he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel and go serve the Lord as you have said. And also take your flocks and your herds as you have said and be gone and bless me also. Pharaoh urges Israel to leave quickly because of this final plague. So we see we're at the place where they're actually going to leave. And verse 40 says this, now the sojourn of the children of Israel who lived in Egypt was 430 years. And it came to pass at the end of the 430 years on the very same day, it came to pass that all the armies of the Lord went out from the land of Egypt. It is a night of solemn observance to the Lord for bringing them out of the land of Egypt. This is that night of the Lord, a solemn observance for all of the children of Israel throughout their generations. The Exodus from Egypt began on the same day that mark their 430th anniversary in Egypt. And it just reminds us that God is faithful to his word and he does what he's promised. Now you may hear what I said, the 430th day, which we just read, and then it was said earlier that they would be there for 400 years. So there's two dates, which one is accurate? Well, listen, they're both accurate, um, but you just have to come at it from different viewpoints. And I won't go into the deep discussions that revolve around 400, 430 years, um, because there's a lot to it. But one of the things that I will point out is that when it pulls in the the extra 30 years of the 430 years, it does not just start with um, the Israelites being in Egypt at the time of Joseph. It goes all the way back because remember, the promise was given to Abraham. Can definitely do a little bit more research on a little bit more study. Like I said, it's a little bit bigger than the scope that we have for our session today. And if we reference Genesis chapter 15, Right. All the way when God said to Abram, knowing certainly that your descendants will be strangers in a land that is not theirs and will serve them and they will afflict them 400 years. So that's the reference from Genesis. So both are true. Uh, One, it just includes more of the time. As I said, the promise was given not just to Jacob. But goes all the way back to Abraham. Continue with the the Passover, and you know to share in the Passover. One, you had to be part of Israel, and that included having circum being circumcised because that's the sign of the covenant. And so, taking Passover was part of um, being in that covenant. And he gives more instructions as to who shall eat it, if you have someone in your house as a stranger, you know, how that's supposed to be handled. And each household was supposed to celebrate this Passover. Just like how God wanted um, Moses's child to be circumcised because he's part of the covenant people. So too, there are rules around celebrating the Passover because it's, it's part of the life of the covenant people. And verse 50 says this, thus all the children of Israel did as the Lord commanded Moses and Aaron, so they did. So God brings them out and he brings them out in a mighty way.